1: on this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
1: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: well you know it's kind of hard for me here what day what day is this today is the 15th day of september which is show 1989 1989 and just as i just ponder for a minute Forever. I don't, I don't, how long is the world going to go on? I I don't know. I don't have any idea. None of us do. What if it goes on another 500 years? What, what, what will technology be like? What if it goes on? I mean, we don't even think that way, do we? We really don't even think that way. And, uh, uh, this, this show, just bear with me a second here. This show is seed. We'll talk about seed this morning. This show is seed, and I was I was pondering the other uh, the other day. Uh, this this one thousand nine hundred and eighty nine shows of wisdom that is being left behind us is it's, it's pretty profound, and I don't care if you guys think I'm bragging because I'm not. I got to tell you something. That show yesterday was from. Deep, deep in the Holy Spirit. The last few shows, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't tune in here every morning and get your ears tickled. You all would agree with that, right? Whatever's bringing you back here every day, isn't uh, making you healthy, wealthy, and wise, or uh, best life now. It, it isn't that stuff. It's it's reality and it's truth, and it brings you back here every day. And to be honest with you. It's more than some people can handle. They, what was they said in that great movie? You can't handle the truth. And that's where most of us are, is it? We can't handle the truth. We would much rather, I got the book right over here somewhere buried. um, We'd much rather live by lies. We feel more comfortable living by lies. Believing things that are not true just simply because it makes us feel better. And um, I said to Michelle as I came down the steps that the, the download that I the download that I got this morning, See, I hate to use the word I because it's 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 there for you as well. Except, please understand this: I have a gift. I'm not special. I'm exercising a gift. Bob Evans can fix anything. He has a gift. Mark Trump can explain stuff that that is a gift when mark trump gets done talking i go Ugh. but see mark trump can't do what i do i can't do what paul goslin does paul goslin can't do what i do i can't do what spencer does i can't do you, you get you get this folks you get this and so one of the problems that we have is we begin to worship the gift I'm sorry, the person with the gift rather than understanding how this whole thing happens. And my greatest frustration every day is that here you are for 1,989 shows, some of you, not that many, but nobody has developed your gifts. Nobody. Would somebody give me an amen? So I thought... So I just know I just know I'm telling you amen, this. amen Most of you don't have any idea what your gift is, and if you did know what it was, for the most part, nobody will teach you how to exercise it and that's what I try to do here every day, and I'm smart enough to realize what my gifting is, and I try to stay in my lane, try to stay in my lane and in this thing we call body, this body here is. However, many people are in the queue. There's more watching. Don't get blown away by how many are in the queue. And the multitude of this is great wisdom. Great, great wisdom. And uh, one of my, one of my, uh, one of the things I struggle with is, I I think I've told you this a number of times when I come down here every morning, when I walk down that, my multi million dollar escalator over there is, Lord, what do I, what do I give them today? I know what I'm, I know, I I know what I, the Lord's given me to give, but what do, what is it they want? And Lord, do I give them what I want or do I give them what I need, what they need? And Lord, am I doing a good enough job of just giving a tidbit here and a tidbit there? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to grasp the truth. You have to run with it. I can't I can't live your life for you. I can't build your courage for you. You have to do that. I I, I can't I can't open up your eyes for you. You have to do that. Holy Spirit has to do that through you. So my frustration is, look, I don't come down here every day and say, boy, coach, <laughs> man, let's give him a good show today. I really, I really don't do that. I really don't. And I tell my wife just before I came down here, here's, here's how the Holy Spirit, just give me a couple seconds here, okay? Bear with me. I want you to, I want you to feel. I want you to feel what I'm going to share with you today.
2: I, I just done all
0: my preparation. I just done all my show preparation. In fact, Spencer could uh, could verify right here. I sent him today uh, eleven different things. I call that my show prep, right? I've been trying to coach Clay a little bit. Clay did a great job yesterday. A couple of days ago, sitting in for John Diamond, and I said to him, Clay, you got you got to structure out your show, dude. You you have to be in control of your show. You just can't go with the whims of what the people want to do. If you have a topic. And you better have something else to go to if that topic fails. You got to. You have to be prepared. You have to let the Holy Spirit prepare you. Look right there on the screen right now is everything that I've that that the Holy Spirit spoke to me today to have have available. Now I'm not going to use every one of these things because why? I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. But I had just finished all this stuff, and I sent my wife and all of my family a text message. I sent it just before I came down the steps, and I said to everybody in my family, Read this. Read this. I sent it to all of them. Will they? I don't know. Because you know why? Some people hate the gospel. And they hate the gospel because the way we've explained it. You guys with me? They have no understanding. I know Christians that have no understanding of the gospel. I'm, I know many have no understanding. They could no more share the gospel of the kingdom if you offered them a million dollars. They, they couldn't do it. Why? They haven't been trained. They have not been trained. So I get all this prepared and I'm walking down my, multi, my, my brand new escalator that Bob Evans built for me over there. And I'm coming down into my million dollar studio and the Holy Spirit stops me and says this. Manifold wisdom of God. And I said, Oh, what? What? Folks, I I do you know the Holy Spirit speaking to you all the time if you listen? Do you know that? Do you know that the Holy Spirit comes to you in thoughts? You know sometimes he comes to you just in words. Have you trained yourself to hear the Holy Spirit's voice? Sometimes my wife, my wife says to me, honey, you don't listen because I love you, sweetheart. She's giving me, and God, this sounds so religious. She's giving me worldly information when I'm in a spiritual position. Do you, does that make sense to any of you out there? I, I, I'm pondering communication with God. It's not audible. It's not audible. It comes through thoughts and ideas. And so I'll be I'll be doing something, and I'll be in a, a give-take relationship with, with God, with the Holy Spirit, as my mind's operating. I'm thinking about this. And she's telling me what we're going to have for supper tonight. And it doesn't register. It doesn't register. And then five minutes later, I say, hey, Michelle, what are we having for dinner tonight? And she, said, she thinks I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> I don't have Alzheimer's. I'm plugged into something else. I I anybody anybody understand what I'm talking about here. I, I get she, that. She says you don't listen. I said, oh Well, you don't understand how much I'm listening. You don't understand it. I'm listening all the time. But I'm listening for that voice. Wow. And I don't want ever to come off as uh holier than anybody or more righteous than anybody in here. Because baby, I'm telling you, I ain't. <laughs> I'm not. But I do know this. I hear that voice. I hear that voice. And so I write down all these things that I write down there. And the Lord, I walk down the steps and the Lord says to me, manifold. Actually, it's not true. Just before I came down the steps, I just picked up my computer. Michelle would witness. Michelle would be my witness. I said, honey, you know what the Holy Spirit just said to me? Manifold wisdom of God. What is that? And so I Googled it real quick. Manifold wisdom of God. Does anybody know what the word manifold even means? By the way, that's in Ephesians 3 verse 10. The manifold. 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 Is that that even? Manifold. It's an adjective meaning of diverse kinds. Many in number. Numerous. Multiplied. Exhibited or appearing at diverse. Diverse means different. Different times, right? Huh? Exhibited or appearing at different times or in various ways, applied to words in singular number as the manifold wisdom of God or his manifold grace. In other words, beyond what we could even imagine, like you get a, you get a, those of you who've driven trucks or those of you who've worked in business know that you get a manifold. And the manifold is what? It is a list of everything on that truck. So that when you show up and you deliver the goods, everything on that list is there. That's the manifold. Do you have the manifold? Okay, do we have the manifold wisdom of God? Do we have it? And I uh I'm humble enough to know that the Lord has given me an unbelievable gift of teaching. Would anybody want to disagree with that? Teaching, amen. make the complex simple. I'm not smarter than anybody else. It's a gift. It's a gift. Nothing special about me other than the Lord's given me a unique gift. And I said, okay, I'll use it, Lord. I'll use it. And I practice it and I work at it. Why? Because I want to expand the kingdom of God. Not about me. Some of you out there think I'm arrogant and cocky and loudmouth and full of shit and all, all that. I'm just me. And I'm trying to communicate to you what I believe the Holy Spirit has communicated to me. Are you looking at me? That doesn't make me special. The gift is not me. No. I get sick. I eat boogers. I cut farts. I'm just like I'm just like everybody else. The gift. Amen? So it's important. <clears throat> I don't like to do monologues. I like dialogue. Because the only way you learn is by the ask questions. That's how we learn. And the teachers in churches, <clears throat> most of you have gone to a church where every Sunday is a dialogue. He tells you. He doesn't ask you what you think. He doesn't give you the chance to say, hey, I was wondering about this. Can, uh, uh, can you explain this, Pastor? In fact, if you do that, it makes it mad because it doesn't fit their sermon notes. Somebody say amen. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is vibrant. It's vibrant. And the whole time the pastor's up there. Um, see, I, I got in trouble. I thought I was, just bear with me a second. I got in trouble at a men's meeting one time. I was just a peon sitting there like everybody else. And the, the, te- the teaching on Jesus, I, I can't remember. It was a men's meeting and pastors teaching us, on, teaching us what he wants us to know regarding Jesus. And I'm sitting there and he's teaching us. And all of a sudden, I have a question, which, by the way, was from the Holy Spirit. He's talking about Jesus. And I said, uh, Pastor, question. I don't mean to go off subtopic topic here, but uh, Pastor, uh, Jesus said, I just read the other day, I'm reliving the story for you. I just read the other day that Jesus, when when he was talking about John the Baptist, he said, of all those born unto a woman, none was greater than John the Baptist. Pastor, I'm just curious. Shouldn't our pattern be John the Baptist rather than Jesus? Jesus was God incarnate. John the Baptist was just a dude. And Jesus said, of all those ever born to a woman, he was the greatest one. Why don't we study more about John the Baptist? When the meeting was over, I was in the principal's office. Because why? I asked a question that the Holy Spirit had put in my heart. And what we end up having in our churches today is recitation of a monologue that some guy stood in the pulpit and gave us. Would somebody say amen? Just so I know I got one friend out there.
1: Boom. Amen.
0: And I don't, want this to be a, amen. I don't want this to be a monologue. I want it to be a dialogue. So that's why when we come here, it's already been 16 minutes. I like to tell, I like to lay something on the table, and then I like to say, okay, what do you think? That's how you learn. And how many of you, you don't have to say this, would say today. Coach, I haven't been watching for 1,000 however many. I have been watching all those, Coach. I haven't. But I can tell you this. I've been watching for six months. And man, I know so much more than I ever knew before. Would anybody out there say that? Why, why wouldn't it be like that every time you go to church? Why wouldn't that be? Why, would, why, what kind of football coach would I be if every day the player didn't get better? Every day. Every time he came, he became better. So, I want to talk to you. Oh man, I got, I have the most powerful. T- I don't know if I have time to do it. And here's what else happens: the anointing to teach this is now. It may not be tomorrow. And I've already taken up 17 minutes trying to explain. So the Lord said to me, "The manifold wisdom of God," and I did what I always do. I googled it. There's a lot of things you can check. You can check out. Apostle Paul never missed a teaching opportunity. In Ephesians, he interrupted his own prayer to expound, slide up a little bit, uh, who is that today, Spencer? I don't even, even, look? He interrupted his own prayer to expound on the divine mystery of God revealed in the New Testament church. Wow. That right there is a mouthful. The divine mystery of God revealed in the New Testament church. Wow. Don't you wish we had that? Don't you wish we had the divine revelation of God? Amen. Don't you wish the divine revelation of God was available to us today in our churches? The previously hidden secret was now being made known. Both Jews and Gentiles would share equally in the gospel of salvation. God had a specific purpose for those for uh, using the church in this way. His intent was that, now, through the church, the many manifested, many different wisdoms of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are here to apply the manifold wisdom of God to conquer principalities and powers and evil spirits in high places that are trying to control this natural realm. That's the manifold wisdom of God. The word translated manifold means many varied, having many features and forms wrought in various colors, diversified, intricate, complex, many. In other words, you'll never figure out the wisdom of God. You'll never figure it out. You'll never get to the depth of it. You'll never understand. it. The deeper you go, the more water you find. Talking about my pond, right? God's wisdom and his extraordinary plan of salvation as seen in the new and the mysterious creation of the church is multifaceted, many colored, culturally diverse, rich, beautiful community of believers. There is no other human co-op like it in the world. It is the one unifying factor that should bring all believers together in the manifold wisdom of God. And Jesus warned us that we better be careful because there are going to be those who are going to creep in and they're going to teach us as commandments the doctrines of men. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to teach you how on your own to discover the manifold wisdom of God in every aspect of your life, and every situation that arrives. The wisdom of God to step in and handle that situation. The church doesn't even teach it, doesn't even know it. The wisdom of God. According to Bible commentators, the manifold wisdom of God is a poetic and artistic expression suggesting the intricate nature of an embroidered embroidered pattern, just like Joseph's tunic. Together, believers from a perfect blend of harmony and diversity, the many features, forms, and colors and fellowship in the church reflect the manifold wisdom of God. And you know what? The church where you go or you used to go, they don't even know whether you're there or not. For the most part, they just care if you gave your tithes. I'm going to say amen. I'm all over it. It's okay. They don't, they're not interested in developing you. Amen. Developing your gift. They're not interested in that.
4: Boom. You know I was
0: interested as a football coach because if my football team didn't get better, my ass got fired.
4: There was something required for all that time I was spending with the people. There should be some evidence of growth.
0: The manifold wisdom of God. Wow. For the earliest Christians, and particularly the Jews, the up to that time secret mystery of the church was truly a mind-blowing revelation. See, they had been following Jews' rules and regulations. Do this, don't do that, eat this, don't eat that, follow all that stuff. They've been doing all that stuff. And then when Jesus came, it was a mind-blowing revelation. Even the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places were learning about it for the first time. (laughs) To Romans, Paul declared, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. The manifold wisdom of God. See, we've we've lost track of the fact that every one of us, no matter what you do, there are consequences. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. But I can promise you this. If your child is not following the Lord, there's a reason. And it's maybe not even you. Maybe it wasn't even you that blew it. But somebody somewhere had an influence and an impact That pulled them away from the truth. You don't have to say amen. I'm I'm, I'm living it. Right? See, Paul referred to the church as the mystery. That has been kept hidden for ages and generations. But is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them... God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the manifold wisdom.
4: God's mystery
0: is Christ, in whom all hidden, in whom are hidden, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. in Christ. Jesus possessed the manifold wisdom of God and reveals it to the world through his body. The church, sorry, not
4: the bride, his body. We have Christ in us.
0: Ah, we can't even conceive it. It still astonishes and overwhelms that God has chosen to package that treasure of his manifold wisdom in a fragile human jar of clay called Glenn Claremont or Jeff Klein or Vinnie from Brooklyn or from Roger Weaver or from Betty or from Clay or from Sherry or Dave or Joe or Susie. What? He has put that in you. What? The manifold wisdom of God is in you. It ain't in the pulpit. Oh. It's not here. The Bible reveals the manifold wisdom of God as unsearchable. You will never get to the bottom of the wisdom. You'll never get to it. You can dig and dig and dig and dig, and you will never get to the bottom. It's unsearchable, deep and beyond measure. James describes it as the wisdom from above. See, we have earthly wisdom. We have, yeah, we have natural wisdom. We have educational wisdom, maybe. And we become so educated, we become stupid. James, his brother, yeah, Jesus had a brother. Sorry, sorry. Mary wasn't ever virgin. Sorry. James describes it as wisdom from above, which is first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of, good, fruit of good deeds. Sorry if those of you say no works. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And on the other hand, human wisdom has no merit of its, all, of its own none. Bill Gates ain't worth a pound of poop in God's kingdom. Neither is Joe Biden or Lindsey Graham. They're not worth a pound of spaghetti. Nevertheless, God gives his wisdom to humans as a gift. So I've talked about here. You're looking at a gift being exercised. And his followers are to continue praying and asking him for spiritual wisdom. How many of you, when you get in a situation, sit down and all your prayer and complaining and whining and moaning to God, say, Lord, show me the wisdom of this situation and how I should operate. Show that to me, Lord. Because you're the one who possesses the manifold wisdom. You have all wisdom. Don't let them trick me in this situation, Lord. How should I respond? may maybe pray that way. As believers, we can picture the manifold wisdom of God as a global body of Christ-shaped tapestry. Our individual lives are the various colored threads ro- woven together. Me and Betty and Jeff Klein and Patrick Brzezinski and Vinnie and Julie and Glenn and Mary Beth. It's all woven together, the body of Christ. Our individual lives are the various color threads woven. They're the power sources. Our individual lives are the extension cord into this thing. Tom Stout's an electrician. Steve Deck can work on electric stuff. And they open up that electric box and they look in there and they look at all those wires and they know where all they're all you guess what I'm talking about? They're all bundled together in there. And Steve will get it out oh, This goes to this and this goes to this and this goes. With. How do you know that? How
4: do you know that?
0: Because he has that gift. And it's all there for one purpose, and that's to display God's manifold wisdom through people. We do this by taking the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ to all the people of the world. So I said yesterday, and I come back to it, we are using the wrong term. Jesus isn't Lord, he is. Jesus is King. Jesus is King. And we have to stop saying, me now. I'm not going to ask people if they're saved. I'm not. I'm going to ask people, are you in God's kingdom? Are you in God's kingdom? That's what salvation is. They don't know what they saved. What the hell are you talking about? Saved from what? Saved? I don't mean saved. Our our Christian lingo doesn't even make sense. Saved. How do you like to? Hey. How'd you like to come into God's kingdom? How would you like to live and walk in God's kingdom right here, right now, today? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Well, it ain't gonna be easy, it's gonna be hard. But man, you ain't gonna believe it. The adventures and the victories that you're gonna have over stuff that you never do. How'd you like to come and be part of God's kingdom? Brother, yeah, let's get you saved, brother. They, huh? Now I'm about one-tenth of the way through what I wanted to get through. One tenth. Maybe. And it's seven twenty-nine and I see the hands popping up already. And so I'm Chad's gonna Chad's gonna keep come in Chad's gonna say keep, keep going. That's what I like about Chad. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. That is bad on. game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep going. Because it's look, well, I'm on to something. But see, again, I don't want I don't want this to be Rush Limbaugh. I don't want this to be uh you hear me talk for an hour. I don't want to do that. Sometimes I used to love to hear Rush and his m- m- monologue. But I kind of liked it when he went to callers. But if you notice, well, you can't notice now, he's gone. He didn't take many calls. And not only did he not take many calls, his calls were all screened. He made sure that every call he took was going to reinforce a position he had just made, a point he had just made. You guys with me? Call screeners, what do you want to talk about? And the call screener would say, okay, well, uh, okay, listen, you got 30 seconds. And you if you you say this, don't you say that other thing you told me? You say this. And then R- rush will respond to it, okay? Yeah, okay, good. So boom. Joe in Pennsylvania. Hey, Joe, hey Russ, I wonder and boom, the conversation's over. You ever notice that? It wasn't a dialogue, it was a monologue. You got to ask Rush a question, he put they took you off the air, and then he told you what he thought. That's mind control, by the way. It's manipulation. And our churches are full of it good of it, right?
4: Chad says keep on going. Okay,
0: I will. Go to number eight. <clears throat> God, I've got so much more to say. That's was good, wasn't it? Huh? By the way, I'm not looking for your approval. Boom! That was good. huh? That was good. So I was thinking about, well, this all came about because let me let me change the chat, uh, a Johnny. No, Stephen, Chris Gere, whoever you are back there. Go to Doug and Stacy. Because look, <clears throat> hang on. I'm <laughs> I'm just trying to listen to the Lord here, folks. Bear with me a second. Uh, pull up uh, number nine.
4: Number nine. And I said, Lord. Seed, seed, seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. That's how the Lord and the Holy Spirit and I communicate. Seed. I
0: said, Lord, how many times is the seed mentioned in the Bible? And I just Googled it. There's 52 Bible verses about seed. You ever had anybody really give you a good discussion, analysis of the seed?
4: So this says that the field
0: where you plant is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. There's that word again. And the pears are the children of the wicked one. And so then you have to ask yourself, and I have to ask ourselves, we have to understand that our words are seeds. That's why Jesus said that life and death is in the power of the tongue because words are seeds.
4: And I want to ask yourself
0: how many times a day you are watering good seed as opposed to watering bad seed. How often in your walk with the Lord do you continue to glorify bad seed with your, talk, with your tongue? I'm not name it, claim it. But evidently, seed is so powerful that the Bible mentions 52 different verses about it. Luke 8 says what? Scroll down through here real quick, John, ah, Spencer. Luke 8. Now, so right there. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And the work field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the tares are the sons of the evil one. Folks, everybody's planting. It's what crop are you planting? Everybody plants every time they open their mouth. And there, and this is the smaller than all other seeds. But when it is full grown, it's larger than the garden plants, and it becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Keep going on. on and on and on and on and on about the seed, about the seed, about the seed, about the seed. About the seed. Sowing the seed, sowing the seed. Well, are you, What? You don't have any seeds? What, what do you mean you're sowing the seeds? Your words
4: are seeds.
0: Hmm. While men were sleeping, Matthew 13, 25. His enemy came in and sowed tares. What? While men were sleeping? Does that mean actually sleeping at night? Maybe. But does it mean while men were out playing golf and following the Cleveland Browns, the enemy was in getting the children? Sowing tares. And those little children in the public school. Peter says, for if you've been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable, you're a child of the God, of the king. Christ is your father, your spiritual father. It's the seed. You are his offspring. I'm his offspring. The kingdom of God. You can just go down one after another, after another, after another. If we would come to an understanding of the seed. Amen. And what we, what, well, and he said unto them, Matthew 17, because of the littleness of your faith, for I truly say unto you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, get the hell out of here, and it will. And nothing
4: will be impossible for you. Is he lying to us? Do we understand kingdom power, kingdom authority, begging God to do what is
0: his will anyway? First Peter says, for you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable. Are you born again? Anybody out there born again? Are you born again? Do you understand that you were born again? But Jesus Christ was a seed that was planted into the ground, and that your born again experience is fruit of that sowing. Do You understand that? And then you've, you get yourself all wrapped up in religion and do's and don'ts and following this and following that. I'm not, I'm not saying look, I'm not saying anything wrong with following. But I'm not. That's not my point. My point is, at some point, you don't even know who you are, and you simply follow rules and regulations. We ignore the weightier matters of the law, Jesus said. Dang, this is anointed, isn't it? You feel the anointing? His descendants will be mighty men on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. What's the next one say? Sow your seed in the morning. Do not be idle in the evening." For you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you'd say to this tree, and the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Evidently, they're different kinds of seeds. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, i oh, sorry, that. He presented another parable to the people saying, the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven? You mean that kingdom that's supposed to come? That kingdom you mean? Kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed?
4: It's like a seed that you plant? And a man took it and sowed it in the field? What is the kingdom of heaven? I can sow that? And he goes to bed at night and
0: gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He doesn't have any idea. But it's a law, sowing and reaping, it's a law. For the rain and the snow come down from heaven, do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I planted, Apollo watered, but God was causing the growth. Sow with a view to righteousness. Reap in a court. Sowing and reaping is all throughout the scripture. It is the genesis of everything thing that happens in your life. Somebody the seed. I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne to all generations. Friends, I don't know where we get this defeatist attitude. If that's not true, then God's a liar. I will establish your seed forever. And build up your throne to all generations. All of them? Even this next one? Even the one, that generation that Jesus said uh, uh, would be taken out, of, even to that generation? See, folks, listen to me. His kingdom is without end. His kingdom is without end. You're already in the kingdom. If you're a child of the king, you're already in the kingdom. If a rapture comes, whatever whatever the heck that means, well, you ain't going anywhere. You're already in the kingdom. The kingdom has already come. It's within you. Oh man, for all the land which you see, are you listening? I will give it to you and your descendants forever.
4: Devil don't have it folks. Sorry about your
0: theology. If the devil has it, then God's double-minded. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. What? What? You mean all those bad things that are happening to me? Yeah. Yeah. So, so in tears. And if you belong, next one, scroll down, Spencer. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants. You are Abraham's seed. And as for me, this is my covenant with him, says the Lord. My spirit, which is upon you, And my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, for now and forever. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast and bear fruit with persevere. Wow. This needs to be about a four-part series. Because I haven't gotten to where I want to go. The devil's after the seed. Are you looking at me? He's after the seed. Power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in your words. I'm not talking name it, claim it. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of you, the situation in your house would change if your tongue changed. Because out of the abundance of the heart, you can't get away from sowing the seed that is in your heart. It comes out of your mouth. The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? Now, to the abundance of your heart, you speak. What's in your heart?
4: Because that's what you're planning.
0: Roger, come on in.
1: Dave, hey, I, I don't know. There's been such good teaching. I'm not sure where to add input. But I think the issue of uh, salvation and the issue of baptism intrigued me today uh you know you go to church and they take you up there and they dunk you in the water and you're saved yes. and saved from what you no know, but, but they that. never say okay you're saved and i understand if we do not deal with our sin our eternity is in question and, and i get that but where they need to go is where you went today folks you are saved your sins are forgiven Eternity awaits you. Now, let me tell you about how to live in his kingdom. Bad
0: gone, man, huh? Let
1: me tell you about the playbook. It doesn't end here. Quit praising
0: the devil. Quit praising the devil.
1: There is joy in the kingdom. There is guidance in the kingdom. You want a better life? Stop whoring around all night long yeah, because that. the good book says don't whore around all night long. Amen. But Amen. Dave, I've been in the church sixty some years, Amen. and I've watched a lot of baptisms, <laughs> and it never goes to how you are to live after you get dumped.
0: Amen. Amen. It's, Amen.
1: You're saved. Amen. Praise be to God. Your sins are uh, are gone away because of the blood of Christ. Here's how you are to live. Here's the kingdom teachings. So I don't know. I could go on. I could talk about John the Baptist with you. I mean, my goodness, what good stuff this morning. But
0: amen. Amen. So I, I'm going to stop, I'm gonna stop been,
1: right now. I've been in a lot of dunkings, and uh, they, they end at remission of sin. That's it. Amen. Amen. Done.
0: Amen. So, friends, I want you to join me right now in prayer, because I just heard from the Holy Spirit again. I just want to say a quick prayer. Lord, I just ask you right now that this anointing to teach, what you have laid on my heart, will be with me tomorrow, Lord. I don't, uh, Lord. I don't. I don't make light of the gift, Lord. I just pray that that anointing would be upon me tomorrow to finish what it is that you want me to say, in Jesus' name. Michelle. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 Coach. Hey, good morning, team. Um, thank you, Coach. Um, I've got just two things, real quick. I just wanted to read Ephesians 3.10, because um, you go real, real quick, and just in case, I just wanted somebody to soak this in. Somebody needs to hear this. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So there's more, more going on than just what we see. Oh, man, huh? um, yeah, I just wanted to, you said you found 50-something when you did your uh, word search. And I just wanted to let you guys know, please check out this tool. It's called eSword. And when I put in um, seed, the word seed, to search the entire Bible, I get 254 verses found on the seed, wow. 280 matches. So, so, so- Michelle, so what, uh, we would
0: just ask everybody today, what is the seed?
2: Right? What is the seed? If Ed, that's a great way to do a word study study, find where it's mentioned everywhere in the Bible, read all those passages, soak it in, and you'll know. And it is, it is most of the time he's talking about either you know, your children or your words. Amen. So there's a connection because there.
0: The word of God produces what the manifold <laughs> wisdom of God, right? Amen. Oh my goodness, what a, what a revelation. And it just makes me sick. I'm 70 years old. Just not figuring it out. Makes me sick. Joe and George.
3: Um, Coach, you uh, mentioned uh, earlier the, you know, Christian speak and said, are you saved? And I think uh, maybe a better way to say that is, are you a citizen of God's kingdom?
0: Are you in his kingdom? That's right. Huh? And, and I have another
3: question, coach. Are we gonna do communion today?
0: Today's Thursday, isn't
3: it? No, it's Friday, coach. Are you
0: kidding it's me? It's Friday, coach. Shame on, see, I shows you. That's where my head is, right? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Oh my goodness, get your communion, Joe, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Not you, will not, you will not believe that my wife my, God bless my wife. You'll know she would verify this the number of times during a week I say, "What is today?" <laughs> I just tell you. Is today Friday?" <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Joe. We're going. We're yes, we're going to do communion. Yes, yes. We need to do communion. So listen, tomorrow I'm going to get all of you in here. I promise you. Uh, I just pray the anointing be here tomorrow because I'm going to blow your mind with what else the Lord Lord has shown me. Joe,
3: I yield to you. Okay, uh, thank you, Coach.
0: Because right, <clears throat> hey, listen, folks,
3: that's uh, the seed.
0: That's the seed, man. That's the seed, that incorruptible seed.
3: But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect.
0: Oh, my goodness. Spirit of just men made perfect. And By the to, way, hang on, Joe. Monday, not tomorrow. Thanks, Chad. We're not doing. We're not. I'm not teaching tomorrow. It's Monday. <laughs> if I figure out which day it is, okay. Whatever is the next day, we come together. I'm going to go ahead, Joe.
3: And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel.
0: So why do we sprinkle blood? We because it's seed. Spreading seed, if you sprinkle it, you don't pour it on into
3: one hole. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Mm. Whose voice then shook the earth But now he hath promised, saying, yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Mm. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken.
0: Shake the table and everything falls off of it and
3: some things are still going to be sitting on top of it. Right, Joe? Yeah. As of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain.
0: Amen on that one, man.
3: Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved.
0: What? I thought we we're going to heaven. Go ahead.
3: Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Wow. When um, I say a quick prayer for us, Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and thankful for the this day that you have made, and that you have seen fit to let us all join together in it with you here, that our lungs are full and our hearts beat. And we thank you for this unique congregation across this great country that you have put us in and for the technology that helps it function. And we ask that you be with us as we endeavor, some of us in different ways these next days to reclaim ground for you, Lord. And we are so grateful for the new covenant, for the sacrifice of our Lord, that we may have everlasting life and that we may have restored those things that were lost in the garden. And please let us understand as quickly as we can what our authority truly is, what rights we as citizens of your kingdom have, because I think we may need these, this authority, and, understand, and we must know how to use it in the days to come. And so please bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord that was shed for us. Forgive us our sins and transgressions and bring us cleansed into your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
3: And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood the new testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins but I say unto you I do, will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom
5: mm.
3: thanks everybody Amen,
4: thanks Joe thank you Joe
3: Amen. 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 my Amen. privilege
0: I, I want to issue a challenge right now, okay? <clears throat> I want <clears throat> I want all of you today to endeavor
4: to guard your tongue this weekend. See so what are you talking about, coach? Do not use your tongue to praise the
0: enemy. Do not use your tongue to agree with the devil. Oh, I just know. I just know that it's, I'm going to get a phone call I just oh, I just know this and oh, I just, folks that's just agreeing with and planting a tear. You're planting tears. We spend most of our lives planting tears. Amen. And use your tongue to say that will not happen in Jesus' name, that will not happen, because I'm a child of the King. That will not happen. That marriage will be saved. That son Amen. will come to see the truth. Amen. Rather than repeating what you see, because why? Myra read it at the beginning. Things you can see are temper and subject to change. Wow! I only got a few minutes left. Go ahead, George.
4: Thank you, Coach.
0: Out of the mouth comes both blessings and curses. It's my mouth. That's, that's my big problem. Bible and said it shouldn't be that way, buddy. It shouldn't be that way, way because your heart speaks out of your mouth. What you and really believe comes out of your mouth. And also, when we were looking for baby names, the name George means farmer. And so I wanted to say <laughs> I have a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Plant it and water it. Plant it and water it. Laura Um, As you were sharing
5: um, God's word, um, what was brought to my attention by the Holy Spirit is that the seed is Jesus Christ. The seed is the word. The word is Jesus Christ. So that little, t- even the tip of a mustard seed. Is what will grow a forest? Because the word says, you know, I will, I will make things beautiful in the desert. In Isaiah, right? Will you not know it? You know, and and the the false doctrine that where it's twisted with the old is gone and the new has come. It absolutely in Christ, but you have to learn how to how to live it on Sunday with a risen, living, life, giving, breathing, Christ, instead of staying in the grave in your sin. And you need to, everybody forgets the part of the gospel about being alive. We're all, most of us in this group are all here because we're alive or or we were so desperate because we were so anorexic that we needed life. And we are so, we needed each other because we were told that we don't belong in the end. And um, and I just want to thank you for sharing your heart. I want to thank you for for how the Lord prepared you as a coach to to lead a team for His glory. Because you helped say resuscitate my life. Because you said yes to God, and Michelle said, "Go ahead." You know, I'm standing Amen. with you. So Amen.
0: thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Just doing my job. Hey, Coach. Yes.
1: Uh, I got my hand up.
0: Don't okay,
3: man. Yeah, Coach. This is awesome teaching, Coach. Really awesome anointed teachings. I want to say this, Coach, and this came to me last night
0: in while I was sleeping, basically. And this is the way I judge really people, the church, and, it's, and, I, and I think it's a way to to
1: understand. And and it's this, Coach, if we truly love Jesus. We will truly love his the word of God because he is the incarnate word. Mm-hmm. And if we really love the Holy Spirit, if we
0: what would come if we say that, do we we will really love truth because he is the spirit of truth. Amen. So coach, these people that
1: aren't hungry for truth and his word, I have to really ask myself, do they really love Jesus Christ? Mm. Randy, you know I, what I
0: think? You know what I think? I think everybody's hungry hungry for truth. They just don't know what it is. Some people think the truth is some young guy can go out and drink beer and sleep with a different girl every night. He thinks that's truth. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's living off his carnal nature, his carnal desire. He doesn't know. But I know and you know. Hey, listen, you do not want to miss Monday because what I was going to get into today. Will oh my goodness! <laughs> what the Lord has shown doesn't that sound really doesn't that sound religious? What the Lord has shown me, but the Holy Spirit showed me. I te- I texted it to all my family, all my family. And no, I'm not going to share it with you today. I'm going to share it with you on Monday. Jeff Klein at the at Mount Vernon tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night we're in. Tomorrow night we're in. Pastor Neils. Anybody wants to ride along with me? Let me know. I'll take you down there. Sunday morning, we got the great event going on with Randy and all that kind of stuff. And if you didn't get an email about that, email me and I'll send it to you. This is, ah, uh, golly.
2: Is it Pastor Neil tonight? Pardon me? Sorry, I thought Pastor Neil was tonight for you guys. And this is
0: Friday, isn't it? <laughs> tonight! <laughs> Pastor Neil tonight, Jeff Klein tomorrow. Yes, yes. If you're going to go to Pastor Neil's, let him know. God bless thanks for bearing with me here man. Thanks for bearing with me. A great weekend. See you Monday.